genre. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we are continuing our miniseries on the Rocky franchise with the sequel that single-handedly ended the Cold War. It's 1985's Rocky IV. And we have a guest joining us to talk about birthday robots, revenge, and the Soviet Union. It's podcaster Chris O'Connor. Welcome, Chris. I must break this podcast. No, nah, that was terrible. I shouldn't have done that. That was the worst line. Why did I do that? <laughs> so, certainly one of the least fun lines. Um, so, so yeah, we're talking Rocky Four. Rocky Four being, of course, the notorious uh, Rocky Four. I think you could you could easily call it. Yes. Um, yes. Chris, what is your background with the Rocky franchise in general, and specifically Rocky Four? Um. The Rocky franchise in general, um, so I – when did I see my first Rocky movie? I think I saw like um, uh, – three is the one with Hulk Hogan, right? So I, yes. I think I saw most of that as a little kid at my cousin's place. Um, I don't think I really saw um, – I think I saw most of that at, at my cousin's place. I think I saw Rocky Four on TBS or TNT like – you know, repeat during the daytime on summer vacation many, many times, like in the 90s. Um, and then I don't think I actually sat down and watched all the Rocky movies until college. Uh, but I love them. They're great. Uh, you know, I, they, they're each good in that. Well, I mean, they're not all good. And while I love this one, I could understand why somebody might say that it's not good, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And, uh, you know, it, it it's uh, it's. It's inspiring stuff. You know, it makes you want to like it made like when I was in college and doing a lot more martial arts training than than I have been able to do since my children were born. I would watch a Rocky movie and be like, oh, man, it's 11 o'clock at night. I should go for a fucking run. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> thank you, Rocky. You know, it's, it's just good stuff. And, and, and you know, watching this movie uh, for this podcast made me be like, man, I need to do more sit ups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say if I get yeah. anything out of this uh, rewatching this franchise every time I'm like man I need to work out more like just <laughs> yeah. a little more just a little more yeah. I don't need to look it, like Stallone I just need to work it, out a little bit it, more it gives you it gives you some of that like you know that 80s pressure for fitness it's just like man this is yeah oh, I need I need yeah. to glisten more oh. Chris uh, are you gonna gather the whole family on a on a wagon <laughs> You can, like lift it. Yes, I will do that. that. That's a great. That is a great way to do your standing press. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, Nick, Nick, how do you feel about Rocky Four? Uh, first, some old business. Okay, <laughs> that uh, 
episodes. Interesting stuff. Uh, it, 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 it's been stuck in my craw for a couple episodes now. Um, I believe it was in our Rocky 2 episode, Scott, at the end of our conversation, where I uh, threw some shade at Rocky 5. <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, you know, say what you will about Rocky 4, at least it's not boring. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so as I was like, you know, walking to my fridge or so, you know, like signing off, I was like, well, wait a second. Like, I really... Rocky Five's not boring. I really like Rocky Five. Um, and then I, don't know, I had that on my mind while watching this because I was like, okay, well, how does this hold up? Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, I think I am on record not being a fan of the phrase "guilty pleasure." Yeah, <laughs> like no, like you shouldn't be feel feel guilty about liking a thing, but. I feel guilty about how much I I enjoy this movie. <laughs> uh, because whereas I feel like Rocky Five is trying to get back something from the Rocky series that this movie completely abandoned. Threw away. Mm-hmm. Yes. And <laughs> three still clung to that kind of sincerity, that groundedness. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rocky Four is like, we're not even going to Aim for that. Uh-huh. And so from a certain perspective, a lot has is lost. But I think it's a more confident movie than Rocky Three. And I think oh, it's, it's confident, more, all right. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a more cohesive version of this kind of souped up eighties version, like blockbuster Rocky, than three was. Mm-hmm. Rocky Four has always been my least favorite Rocky movie. Um I think from Go when the two boxing gloves explode into each other. I, I'm i just not... It's not what I signed up for when you've watched the first Rocky, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, and so, yeah, I've never, I've never liked Rocky IV. I think that it's... I mean, it's literally... It, it's more montage than man now. Um, <laughs> it is. And... Uh, and uh, I don't know. I, I it just it never it never really did anything for me. Um, but I will say, so I watched both Rocky fours. I watched the theatrical seen, Ro- Rocky four, and then I watched Rocky versus Drago Rocky four. Um, yeah. Rocky versus Drago fucking rules. Uh, really? Oh my god! It is so good because he cuts out and I get it. Like I no, no more look, robot, right? Right, right, right. No more robot. But like, I get it. I, I love the robot. Like I, I love the robot yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Like I, you know, nothing against the robot. The robot is silly. Can't be it's fine. Throw the robot right? away. The robot's it's, it's fun. But <laughs> if you're trying to make a good movie, yeah, the it's, it's, it doesn't belong there. Right. And like no. the no, re-edit that he does, um, which I have more information on as we get into the background is brutal. In terms of, he's like, he basically came back to it as like a 70-year-old man. was like, okay, this movie's not about anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and like, I, that Whoops. was never, that was never the intention. It was just that it was, it was unbalanced because he was trying to serve all of these masters in terms of like, well, I got to give, I got to give like Polly something fun to do. And I got to make sure that there's stuff with like, you know, me, me and the wife and, 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 you know, um, balancing all of these things and, and all of mm-hmm. these plates. But as a result, the actual core of what this movie is meant to be about, which is not about ending the cold war, 
Um, okay. That's another thing that sort of distracts away from the theme. The theme of this movie is supposed to be about Apollo not willing to leave, you know, enough alone and going back into the ring when he shouldn't be going back into the ring. It has yeah. nothing to do with him, with, 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 with uh, uh, this guy being a, 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 a Russian Adonis, right? It's, it's, I guess there's some irony there, but um, <laughs> for a future sequel, a legacy sequel. Um, but, uh, you know, be, beyond just the fact that like that, he's 25 versus Apollo's like pushing 40, right? And it's like you shouldn't he was trying to prove something and Rocky has to like like the 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 arc of this movie he like he's like I I want wanted this to be about you know Rocky uh, sort of coming to terms with that and realizing that it's okay to stop um and that he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be like Apollo he wants to like be done um and it really comes out in both the way that he edits it, where he cuts out like everything with with um, uh, Dolph Lundgren's wife in the movie, mm-hmm. who who is Stallone's future wife in real life, Brigitte Nelson. and ex wife and ex wife, um, future ex wife. So kind of weird. He cuts his yeah. ex wife out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but but it does distract from from the the overall like arc of the movie, and he cuts out um, the the see all of the robot stuff. He cuts out all of the scenes with. Um, with Adrian and and their their uh, uh, their uh, you can't win anniversary, no no he yeah. li- they leave that in um, oh yeah because that's an important part of you know your old man and he's not right stopping. right um and so it's just you mean it's, you mean the scene where it's it, he brings in a cake and he's like hey Adrian remember yeah. when I said I never leave you I'm not and she looks <laughs> like vaguely threatened <laughs> yeah yeah um it is but in, in, on top of just cutting all of that stuff out. He yeah. also adds stuff back in that was not in the original cut and also um, uses alternate takes. They re-edited the entire movie from the ground up, um, including the entire match. The boxing match is completely different in terms of like the way the power dynamics work in it and the Good. way that the shots work. The shots are so like well chosen so that it never there are multiple shots in in the theatrical cut where like there is a big space between where Drago's swinging and where Rocky's face is and he cuts all of that out and only uses shots that look correct and also um includes the first round in which that put uh Stallone in the hospital because they they actually sparred um, yeah, and Oops. so he put that stuff back in, but in those wide shots that he wanted to use, um, where yeah. they're actually hitting each other, and he put that back into the movie to like add some more gravitas because now he's like looking back on it years later, and he's like, "Hey, I almost died in this. So I like, should have used that. I, I'm <laughs> alive now. We it. should we should put that back in. <laughs> uh, this is a punch that was hard enough to put me in the hospital. <laughs> yeah." Yeah, uh, but just like totally low altitude, totally, you know, like the the new cut, it came out of Stallone in 2017 shooting Creed 2 and just being like, wow, you guys are taking all of this really seriously. And, mm-hmm. you know, it feels weird going back and watching Rocky four. And it's like this absurd cartoon 
that mm-hmm. this is what it, it 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 results in years later is this direct sequel to Rocky Rocky Four that is taking all of this deadly seriously. And he's like, I'm I'm embarrassed by Rocky Four, and I want to re-edit it. It's too bad that I don't have any time to do that. Um, and then this little thing called the novel coronavirus happened, um, which yeah. uh, you know gave him all the free time in the world um, to to re-edit Rocky Four. And so that's what he did during those like. Nice. Like, you know, his uh, That Samaritan movie got shut down. And then, like, he was like, all right, well, I guess we're just going to edit Rocky Four. And uh, this whole this documentary you can watch on YouTube is just him going to this building in West Hollywood, um, this Bank of America building. It's just, there's nobody in here. <laughs> and, and, and just walking around and, and then, like, editing editing the movie in this little edit suite. Um, it, and, uh, yeah. So is the re-edit on AMC Plus? No. No, the re-edit okay. you have to rent because um, it's okay. in 4K. It's actually the only Rocky movie in 4K currently. Really? Um, the other wow. ones, yeah, the other ones have not been remastered yet. And oh. it, the remaster of Rocky Four is so goddamn beautiful. Like I've never seen blacks look that black before. Like it was like there's that scene where where uh, Apollo is like telling Rocky like I have to do this, man. Like you know this is the, I I have to do. They're this. in the basement, right? Yeah, they're, they're in the, the basement. Yeah, and, like, yeah. it is some of the most beautiful cinematography. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, for the 80s, I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, it, it is pretty, no matter yeah. what, you, what else you can say. It's pretty. Yeah. So the, four, the 4K is uh, really good. And, and if that's any indication of what the rest of the movies are going to look like when they're remastered, holy moly. Um, and, you know, like, yeah, uh, I, I do recommend if you're listening to this and you're like a Stallone fan, uh, or like a, a creative, it's a the 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 YouTube documentary is really interesting to watch because, and it kind of continues on the one to one like Rocky's journey paralleling Sly's journey that we've been going on with this series, where he's watching Rocky Four and he's like, "Where was I? Yeah, like <laughs> why wasn't I catching Dating this Brigitte back Nielsen. in the, Like <laughs> I directed, I directed this. Why wasn't I on Party top of it? Hard. And mm-hmm. And it's he's like he's letting the spectacle and the business of being Rocky like distract from like that 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 artist spirit that fueled the very first Rocky film. Right. Right. Um and he, he finds it in this in this re-edit. It is I it doesn't have any of the fun eighties camp that well, <laughs> it still has living with living in America, which you Yeah, know, that's important. That's, you can't get rid of that. Yeah, that's you can't important. get rid of living in America. Of I mean it's it's kind of incredible. But um, that but was, is Hearts on Fire and the driving around montage are those? In oh, it? all of the montages are in it still. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All I, the montages wait, are still are still in it. They're like re-edited and tightened up, right? Yes, yes, yes. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Really, really good. Uh, I will say the opening, however, is the only part of it that I'm like, yikes, because the opening is an is an absolute like <laughs> absolute like beginning to end recap of rocky three like it starts <laughs> yeah. with the first fight between he, him and mr uh-huh. t where he loses and then has to like go and train and then rematch it's like it is literally like a 10 minute recap of rocky three it's kind of insane um yeah. but uh, uh but i will say one of the reveals that comes out of this documentary which i was like i was like oh that makes so much sense which is the ending of rocky three um and how like you know 
they're in there fighting. We just talked about this too with Brad Mendenhall last week, our guest, about how like these are two athletes, big like you know boxing athletes, and they're gonna like go and have a sparring match with each other, like w- with with no referee or anything. Like that's kind of insane. And 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 Sylvester Stallone like kind of cops to that, and he's like, "Yeah, the original opening of Rocky Four was gonna be, you know, the end of Rocky Three. They freeze on that first punch, and then we would unfreeze in Rocky Four, and they'd both punch each other, go down, and be like, that hurt you as much as it hurt me.' And he's like, "Yeah, he's like, yeah, let's just let's just call it a tie, double KO. That was, That's a big waste that was, of time. Yeah, let's, that let's was not, nobody's paying us. Don't get yeah. hurt. Yeah, what are um, you doing so." Uh, I love that. I love that idea as a as an opening for Rocky Four. Plus, you know, if they had actually shot it, um, it does go toward, uh, you know, Apollo's like plight in this movie of like, wow, I can't even like spar with anybody now. Like Jesus, yeah. what have I become? You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but yeah, it's a, it's a great reedit, and I and I. Very much recommend everybody watching it, All but right. let's go. Let's travel back in time to 1984 um, oh, and the yeah. development of Rocky Four. I was two, <laughs> which is that um, Sylvester Stallone was forced to ask himself a very simple question, which is, mm. "How the hell do I top Rocky Three? Um, and not <laughs> only how do I top Rocky Three, but how do I top Rocky Three without just making Rocky Three again?" Um, yeah. And and that the next was his, challenger, right? Uh, and that was his big dilemma here. And you know, he walked through um, some scenarios. He said he talked about like it being a story about Rocky retiring and what retirement looks like for a boxer. And nobody wanted to make that because they're like, "Well, that's not going to make us three hundred million dollars." That's depressing. Um, and so uh, he was doing research on like old boxing matches because he's found inspiration in a lot of those before. Yep. And he finds this boxing match um, and rematch between two boxers named Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling. Um, yep. And Max Schmeling was Hitler's boxer. <laughs> yep. And yep. this was yep. literally about the Nazis versus the free world in the 40s. And Max Schmeling beats the ever living shit out of Joe Lewis the first time because Joe yep. Lewis wasn't taking it seriously. They did a rematch and then Joe Lewis in the first round, just brutalizes Max Schmeling. And <laughs> and uh, I think he gets disowned by Hitler, and it's like a whole, yeah. it's a whole thing. He was sent to the front line to kill him. And yeah. They're like, they're, they're like, you have embarrassed the Reich. You, you go die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so, there's, um, there's like a movie called like Max and Me or something about Max Schmeling and what happened to him uh, after he lost. Oh, okay. I wonder who plays Max Schmeling. Um, so... He was like, well, let's, uh, there we go. Like, I'll do that. You know, we're at the height of the Cold War. They didn't know it was the height at the time, but, <laughs> you know. There's it, it one other little about bit. five like, years from, away from that thing coming down? Sorry. I don't, I don't want to, like, get away from it when you brought up Max Schmeling, but there's, like, uh, the bit where, where um, he says, I see, I see three of them or two of them or something. He's like, and they say, punch him in the middle. That's directly yeah. from a fight against Max Schmeling. He fought oh. some other American named, like, Max something. And uh, and and he's and in between rounds, he said, like, uh, you know, there's three of them. And then um, like old like uh, old champ at the time was in his corner. Like, I think I want to say Dempsey, but I I, I might be wrong. But he says hit the one in the middle. So like they took that line from from that fight. Okay. 
Didn't see that one come up in my in my research, but I believe it. Um, so uh, so yeah, so he he's like, well, you know, we don't have Nazis, but we have we have you know the Soviet Union, we have the Cold War, so. <laughs> Uh, I'll do a one-to-one with that and I'll have him be like sort of Russians, um, poster child. And, yep. uh, and, and, and that's what I'll make this about. And so, um, he writes, uh, Rocky four with this in mind. Um, and the character of, uh, of Drago, you know, they searched high and low for somebody to play this part. Um, 5,000 men auditioned for this role and they could not find the right person um then uh because their casting director's assistant turned down um <laughs> Dolph Lundgren when he came in because <laughs> he was she said she looked up at him and said how tall are you and he said i'm 65 and she's like that's too <laughs> tall go home um and that was it uh, that's and, terrible! What? Yep. Oh my goodness! And so Listen, when they that's... didn't find anybody um, during the first round, he's like, "Well, who did we turn down?" And then they start looking through all of those, and that's when they find Dolph Lundgren um, at a towering six five. I mean, you know, you have to keep in mind Stallone is like five eight. You know, well, record says five ten, but if he's five eight, like that's a like ten inch reach difference, and that's right. huge. It's huge. It's huge. Um. And uh, but yeah, Dolph Lundgren was a Swedish karate champion, um, turned model, and then finally now an actor, um, yeah. which is kind of insane. Master's um, degree in like chemical engineering or something. He's yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's an absurd human being. He is. He <laughs> very much is. Um, he uh, he gets cast. Uh, he trained with he and Carl Weathers both trained with Stallone um, twice per day, six days per week for five months. Uh, yep, weight training in the in the morning and sparring, uh, boxing training and choreography in the afternoons. Um, five months. Uh, crazy. And yep. uh, uh, Carl Weathers um, talks about how, like, this is the most fun that he's ever had on a movie. Uh, because of just like how big and silly that whole living in America sequence is, <laughs> which which was so funny. We were watching this movie, um, uh, Bethany and I, and uh, she was like, so this one doesn't have like a song. Right. And I was like <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't I don't think so. And then I was like looking up and I was like, wait. Living in America was the song because I was just I was blown away that that was written for Rocky Four. That is insane. Top forty to me. hit. Wow, because uh, um, it's yeah, Living like in America. It's like it's an all timer like iconic song, you know. Yeah. Um, and the fact that that was written for Rocky Four blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, it was like James Brown's last top forty hit of his life. Yeah, and his first one in like eleven years. Oh, so good though. Um, yeah. Hearts on Fire seems like an original yeah. Rocky joint, doesn't it? I think it, yeah. I believe it was as well. I believe this one had two two singles. Um, That's a good one. It's uh so so yeah, so he talks about that. Um he talks about in the fight when he goes down. <laughs> he's like, "Well, you know, I told I told Stallone I I wanted to like go, I wanted him to get me going down in one shot because I like that's going to really sell it. Right. So he goes down 
hits the mat face first. He was like, I can't catch myself. That'll be a dead giveaway, right? Yeah. So yeah. he just goes down, hits hits his face on the Ugh. mat, and then uh, when he hits the mat, he gets the bright idea. He was like, wait, I've seen people in boxing matches get seriously injured. They start twitching. So I'm going to start yeah. twitching. So he starts twitching, and the whole sh- the whole set freaks out the medical examiner <laughs> runs out there because he's like oh my god he actually got hit oh my god carl weathers is gonna die i'm like are you okay girl weathers like yeah yeah fine oh. what's why is everybody freaking out about <laughs> i'm acting acting, yeah, acting. <laughs> um but it was just like this improv thing the twitching but uh it is yeah, scary you should, you it should is warn scary. people about that yeah absolutely um we talked about uh how the first round um, was filmed sort of in a wide, and it was real sparring uh, because he wanted to, like, get those wide shots, but those wide shots, which are typically, you know, shot in a in a profile, are the most unconvincing of all of the boxing movie shots because it's very obvious that, like, they're not hitting each other in a profile. Right. Um, and so he was like, I want profile shots. The only way I'm going to get profile shots is if we really hit each other. So we really got to hit each other. Um, problem is, uh, Lundgren hadn't done three Rocky movies previous to this. And so he kind of went and he overzealous. Hit very hard. Yeah. He kind of went overzealous on the fighting and, uh, and, and still, and they basically, he basically shook Stallone's heart. Um, <laughs> Which then, like, I guess there's like there's like some fleshy stuff around it, your heart that he swells swelling. up. Yeah, it bruised his heart basically. Yeah, it all swelled up, and uh, he was put in the hospital for like five days. Um, so, so yeah, and now now Dolph Lundgren is just like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I hit him too hard. <laughs> well, He's okay the interview now, I saw, though. he was the interview I saw was saying like, well, maybe he was just overstressed because he wrote the movie, was directing the movie, and was starring in the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I hit him that hard. Yeah. And meanwhile, you can pull up video from the '80s of like Dolph Lundgren punching through ice blocks. Woo! Yikes! <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a. Uh, I don't know. If, I can't. I can't uh, uh, confirm this, but there's like a story that's gone around the internet of someone like broke into a nice house. And then saw on the mantelpiece pictures of Dolph Lundgren and saw that it was Dolph Lundgren's house. And so he left a note. <laughs> Be like, Sorry, I didn't mean to. Please forgive me. I didn't know it was your house. <laughs> yeah. I meant, to de- I meant to victimize someone defenseless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Um, so uh, uh, Russia in the movie was shot in Wyoming. Um, of course, which is at the Tetons. Yep, uh, very interesting. Wyoming, um, and uh, and the robot came from its <laughs> inventor, um, this guy named Dornick, who uh, was like sort of making the rounds with this thing um, in eighties pop culture uh, around this time. He was like on MTV, going to and parties like that, going to going to coke filled. Birthday parties. Still sure. going to parties. I looked it up. This robot is still rentable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because it was just in Glow, right? Wasn't that wasn't this robot in Glow? I'm pretty sure it was. Uh it's a similar robot. I don't it's not the it, it's like the same kind, but it's oh, not okay. it's not the same one. Okay, okay. It's a very similar it's like you watch it and it's like, oh, they're they're playing on Rocky Four there. Well, 
the robot ends up in the movie because uh, Dornick was on some sort of like morning show thing that Stallone happened to be watching with the robot and t- was talking about how like, oh, you know, like the robot's not just for parties. Like I've had like very good luck with um, autistic kids and, you know, uh, and 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 their experience with the robot like they they feel very safe with the robot and you know whatever i don't know it was helping the autistic kids and um stallone has a as an autistic son uh named sergio um and he was like oh i want sergio to meet this robot then uh that'll be that'll be fun for sergio and so he rents the robot mm. and and dornick comes over and they're like talking and then eventually um, it, he's like, yeah, why don't you just be in Rocky four? We'll just put the robot in Rocky four. You can do the voice of the robot. And so Dornick is actually the ro- voice of the robot in Rocky four. Um, and, uh, and, and subsequently has been fully removed from, <laughs> from, yeah. the, from the thing. For the Though best. It's, the, it's the, the best. other, the other thing too, is like, um, he likes to say in the same way that, you know, his ex-wife, is upset that she's been mostly cut out of the of the cut. Dornick loves telling everyone that he cut him out, that he cut the robot out of the movie because he didn't want to pay him residuals anymore because he was having to pay residuals on the robot <laughs> and on him voicing the robot. Um, yeah. It was like part of the contract or whatever. And so, so think about him slash the robot having a SAG card. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Seiko. That's uh, that's that. I should also um, bring up a uh, a lawsuit that happened between Rocky three and Rocky four um, between a man named Timothy Anderson and Sylvester Stallone. Um, Timothy Anderson was a, a screenwriter, um, not a, a and when I say screenwriter, I mean like a hopeful screenwriter, not somebody who had actually had anything produced. Um, and he uh, pitched a third Rocky movie. Um, and wrote it all down, a whole outline, and then sent it to Stallone and MGM. And uh, they sent him a very nice uh, rejection letter, um, basically stating that, like, we can't read this. That's, you know, because legal trouble. And then yeah. they made Rocky III, um, which he's claimed had, like, it was his outline. They just made his outline uh, in Rocky with Rocky III, and uh, he took Stallone to court, and the court case was... Um, dismissed, but it was one of the earliest instances of this, which happens all the time, which is um, sort of this thing in Hollywood where people believe that ideas are copyrightable and uh, they're not. Um, you can't you can't copyright ideas. So somebody can steal your idea and you can't sue them for it because you can't copyright ideas. Um, and that was sort of uh, the situation here. Now, whether or not they actually took Whatever idea he had in this outline, that's neither here nor there. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, yeah. But it 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 doesn't. Um, it was a it, the case was completely dismissed. Um, but uh, I forgot to bring this up last week, and so I thought I would bring it up this week. But it was a it's a weird weird case. It's okay, of, it happened after Rocky Three. That's true. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a weird. It's just a weird case of like, like yeah. The idea of like the concept of what if Rocky and Apollo teamed up being like a copyrightable, like, no, that's my idea. Like, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure like, yeah, the idea of, of like a room full of 
MGM executives or Sylvester Stallone just happened to come up with the same concept. Presumably, if that's it, you know, that's right, the similarity. Right. right. Exactly. And it's also it's not his characters. So like, mm-hmm. you know, that's that it's is fanfic. The, he wrote fanfic. Yeah, that well, is good the, luck with that, buddy. That is the uh, cross you bear when you write fanfic is that somebody the, the original author can take whatever you wrote and that fanfic and turn it into their own thing. And you can't say shit about it because you don't own those characters, you know, so it it is what it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, that happens a lot in Hollywood, that same type of lawsuit. And it never, ever goes anywhere ever. Um, but this was like one now of I the want to go cases. on. A... That's also yeah. why they won't uh, read your script. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go on archive of our own now and see what like the Rocky fanfic is like. Ooh. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> a lot of slash. A lot yeah. of slash. Mostly slash. I would assume. What else? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so much slash. <laughs> there's there's gotta be like a young Mickey something. I was just thinking young Mickey, yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be something, right? Thanks for the help, kid. What's your name? Duke. My name is Bill Duke Evans. Like, ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell, somebody should make that movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, um, so yeah, so Rocky comes out. Uh, it cost um, a, a paltry $28 million, which was a lot of money, I guess, in the 80s. At the time, um, yeah. Yeah, but it went, it went on to make $300 million. Um, so it is the, good so return. It is, yeah. It's the it's the most successful um, Rocky film. Uh, so weird in the franchise is is this one. Well, it's also very short. You know, it's yeah, it's, ninety minutes. Yeah, ninety minutes. Probably you fit can, in more screenings. Yeah, hundred percent. You can get a lot more screenings <laughs> in at the movie that short. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um. So you know, let's uh. And, you know, to to skip to the end, uh, you know, I I, watching this in the context of the Rocky saga, you know, um, I kind of appreciate like in multiple ways, Stallone and Rocky end this movie at the top of the hill. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get bigger than Rocky four and like Rocky Balboa's life doesn't get any bigger than that. And yeah, Chris, like from this point forward, it's all downhill for him. Mm -hmm. And while the franchise might get on an upswing creatively or artistically, like Rocky's life only gets harder from here. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of recontextualizes all of like the pomp and craziness of this movie for me. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, like, you know, the, the robot is silly and like, you know, the cakes are silly and some of this stuff is, is like silly, but it's also like it, it does set up like stuff in five and Balboa in a great way. And that like, Look at all this conspicuous spending that this guy without a business manager is doing. And like, this is what, this is something that happens to, to boxers and, and other pro athletes that don't, they are not responsible with their money. They're like, oh, I can afford a mansion. I'll get a mansion. Oh, I can afford a Porsche. I'll get a Porsche. And then you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have these men in their late twenties that have, very oftentimes not come from families with money or like lives that had money suddenly given more than they could ever imagine. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I just, I just, I think whatever education they had wasn't in managing money. Right. Right. Yeah. And like Rocky makes a point of it early on in this movie of like, Hey son, make sure you get, go to school and have a good head. Not like me. 
as you <laughs> climb, why, climb in over this robot. That's why, uh, Chris, you may you may be uh, surprised to learn that the original plot of Rocky Three was that Rocky was going to get beat by Clubber Lang and then retire, not do a rematch, and instead be huh. trained by Apollo Creed to manage his money. That's ah, that is that's what the original interesting. That's the, what the original plot of Rocky Three I, was. Where I don't know like, if that would have been a blockbuster. That'd be an interesting <laughs> movie, but I yeah. ooh, that's. <laughs> That is interesting. That's <laughs> the last scene is like Apollo. That's a little over. too honest. <laughs> yeah. Like Rocky's taxes. He's like, not bad, Stallion. Not bad. Rocky's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when keeping it real gets too real. Oh, uh, so, you know, I remember sitting down to watch this movie today and being like, you know, how much of the Rocky ended the Cold War? How much of that is like in the text of the movie? <laughs> like... Are we bringing that, you know? And then, you know, I press play, and then immediately you see a glove with the American flag (laughs) on it and a glove with the Soviet Union flag on it collide and explode. Uh And his little speech at the end. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Now we'll get there. Um, (laughs) And uh, we are hit once again with a a recap of Rocky Three as a series tradition. And it hit me that it's not a tradition that, I, I can't I haven't seen Balboa in a long time, but I know for sure the Creed movies don't follow this. And I kind of think it'd be kind of cool if Creed 2 opened with like a recap of Rocky Four. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of fit the format a little more. Yeah. Um, and then very quickly we go to uh yeah, kind of a line in the sand moment for the franchise. Uh we've talked about it a lot, but yeah, uh uh Pauly gets a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's kind of weird before the robot because you know when Rocky gets home we see um, Rocky's son Rocky Junior is that his name? In, yeah. yeah, I think he's credited as Rocky Junior here. Yeah, and he's you know he's a and with respect to this actor like he's a movie kid. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, Dad, you know, I, he's yes. He's, he's a little smart, Alec. You yeah. know, and it's like this isn't. Rocky like this is kind of movie like and then Paulie is like almost like R2-D2-C-3PO at this point uh-huh. none <laughs> like of, none of this shit I mean, is in the, in the, in the other you know his country. kid having the camcorder is that's more conspicuous spending it's like who's going to give the in 1985 who can afford to give their like seven year old kid a mm-hmm. several thousand dollar camcorder yeah right the, to walk the, backwards up the steps the re-edit starts with um, Apollo in the pool watching the news story of of uh, of of them like asking for Rocky to fight them um, yeah, with his fleet of golden retrievers. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, doing something that my 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 grandfather would do all the time with his dogs all the time. Yeah. The, the, the tennis balls in the pool all yeah. the time, all the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah. He looks so free in that yep. pool just with his dog. Yeah. You know? Good times, living a good life, earned mm-hmm. his money, had his pool. Should have. Oh, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like, yeah, the vibes are just off during Paulie's birthday party where like the jokes are more kind of yeah. heavier and broader. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about Rocky three seeming like kind of more of a family movie and Rocky four is just like definitively like. Like, yeah, like uh, to say and then, you know, we cut to the bedroom scene where Rocky comes with like the cake and he's like, hey, nine years of marriage. And I thought back about what Scott said about Adrian and Rocky three. 
And like Talia Shire is basically playing a, a completely different character than the Adrian from the first two Rocky movies at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is uh it, it it's interesting. You know, I, I love Adrian, but like I'm glad that this is not in the movie. Um yeah. in, in the in the re edit. I think that it, it really does make it a stronger movie. Um all of this stuff. The problem is that yes, it is very broad, like you're saying. And the rest of the movie is very broad as well, but in a totally different way. Yeah. And so the two don't they don't feel like they belong in the same movie. Like this is a movie where Apollo gets murdered. Yeah. And also Polly gets a birthday robot. Like that doesn't it just, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It doesn't compute. <laughs> you know? Like it just they don't they don't belong together. It doesn't belong in the same movie. It is so strange. Um and uh and that's and I I think that's always been my issue with this movie is that it just tonally can feel like an 80s family movie on the one hand and then feel like Ram- Rambo 2, you know, on the other hand. Um, yeah. And it's just those two things shouldn't go together. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we So Apollo, arri- Apollo uh, Drago arrives in Russia along with uh, Brigitte Nelson and his manager, who's just like a really solid hype man for Drago. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of like ill-defined compared to the world of the first movie. Like Drago is like an amateur boxer. He isn't ranked. He isn't like officially in any kind of system, but he's come from like the labs of Moscow. And they're like, this is the, (laughs) well, this is the guy. They they say he's like the amateur champion and presume, I mean, they don't say it probably because the Olympics doesn't, doesn't want to be like mentioned or something, but he would be like an Olympic champion. Uh, you know, like the the Soviet Union competed in the Olympics, and that was you know the big thing for them, uh, and a way to you know sort of show their capability and prowess. Um, but none of their athletes could you know make money, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's not something like completely out of left field. Like you know, you look at about like Yao Ming and the NBA, like and how like the idea of a of a country like go you know teaming up or like rallying behind like a single athlete to be like you're yeah. going to be. Like this will be a patriotic act. Your athletic yeah, it happens. Career, you know? It happens at the Olympics all the time. But uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Apollo sees the the Drago fight on the news, or you know him being like, "Oh, look at him! He's the perfect fighter. He's been you know tra- you know perfectly crafted. His training is perfect. He s- does not do steroids. Absolutely no steroids. I even mentioned that. Perish the thought. Uh, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back at the Balboa compound. Rocky is washing his car while Rocky Jr. plays with the robot. Apollo is like, hey, man, I have an idea. Yes, I want to fight. I want to fight Avon Drago. Mm -hmm. And he goes to the uh, Balboa house and we get one of the most bizarre scenes in a movie. And it is kind of almost like the movie commenting on itself in a weird way. Um, Apollo is having this very earnest, serious conversation with like team Rocky, you know, Adrian Pauly and Rocky. And he's like, I got to do this. I got to fight. This is what I believe in. And then the robot rolls up like DJ Roomba, like blaring a song. And it has a female voice now. And it's implied like Pauly's like, yeah, he's a good girl to me. And Apollo is like, what is going on? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, are we, is this what the movies are like now? I, what's (laughs) happening? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's like that dissonance staring at itself in the face for like 20 seconds. They do in the, in the other uh, cut, they do this great thing where um, before the robot were to roll up, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, basically they go to this footage of Adrian excusing herself and leaving and going to the kitchen. Um, and then Stallone, you know, Rocky goes into the into the kitchen. And he he's like, hey, you know, look, I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna fight him. Like Apollo's gonna fight him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna help. And if this is what he wants to do, then that's what he wants to do. Like I can't stop him. And she's just like, I just like the whole concept is just like I just wish you would change, and I wish he would change. You know, like to be like, you guys can't keep doing this. <laughs> You just gonna, be done. Yeah, just be done. You can just be done. Just stop. And he's like, I am done. Look I am at the done. mansion. I'm, not, I'm got- not. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not fighting no more. You know. And 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 she's like, Yeah. He's like, But I can't stop him. Like, if he wants to go do that, mm. then that's then that's what he's got to go do. Um, and then that's how we. That's how we sort of like end this this scene. Um, they like <sighs> he walks. He that's then a he, good scene. Yeah, then he walks. Uh, he walks uh, Apollo out, and it's just like, yeah, look, I'll I'll help you if this is what you want to do, but uh, you shouldn't do it. Maybe you shouldn't do yeah. it. Maybe, maybe Adrian's right. <laughs> you know, we look at uh, these movies have become such like a totem, like a part of like kind of the journey of manhood, the archetype, the archetypal journey of like a, a man living his life, and yeah. we reach this interesting point where like a man is like faced with aging and getting older, but also like dealing with his friends, dealing with that in separate ways Mm. and like putting Rocky and Apollo on different poles of like, it's easier for Rocky to go gracefully to that good night because he's like had his moment in the sun. He's had his glory, but Apollo isn't ready to do that yet. Right. Right. He's like much more resentful of aging than Rocky seems to be. Yeah. And it's, it's such like, that's the thing is like that, that speech in the theatrical version at the end of the, at the end of the movie, it is the way that it's edited. It, it very much feels like, and now Rocky's going to give the speech that ends the cold war. And like the, the Soviet leaders like stand up and applaud and like the whole thing in the, in the, in the, 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 the Rocky versus Drago uh, edit, um, he says it and yeah, people cheer when he's done, but they don't start cheering when he's like nearing the end. He's like, oh, could change where he's like screaming over everybody yeah. applauding. Right. They wait until he's done. And it's very obvious in this cut that he is very much talking about how like we all need to change and stop like like Apollo wasn't capable of change. He He didn't change and it killed him. We all have to change because like. We don't want to end up like Apollo. And like that's kind of like the theme of the what the movie ends up being. And so mm-hmm. yeah, you can you can draw a line between what he's talking about retiring from boxing, retiring from this dangerous thing and the Cold War. But it's not put there's not such a fine point put on it. The Soviet leaders bail. They they don't applaud. They just leave because they're like fuck yeah. this. Oh my god, yeah. they're turning on us, you know? Yeah. Um and that's it, you know? And it's but it is interesting that it all comes down to like this conversation that he has with Adrian and it makes the Adrian arc in this movie so much better and clearer because her support when she comes out to Russia later is such, it it feels like so much more of a sacrifice and like an emotional moment because she had all of this talk of like, 
why would Apollo do this? Please promise me you'll never do this. And then it's like, you promised me you wouldn't do this, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And so, and, but then she like gets it. And she's like, I see what you're trying to do. I see what, what this is, that this is bigger than you and bigger than me. And so I'm going to be here to support you. But God damn it, don't ever fight anybody again because we got to put this behind us. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, my favorite scene in the movie and the most that the movie feels like kind of echoes the spirit of those original, the first three Rocky movies is, uh, you know, we, 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 we uh, mentioned that we, we briefly hinted at it, like Rocky and Apollo watching old fight footage and being like, God, we were gods. <laughs> like, look at us. Like, look, can you believe it? And, you know, <laughs> Rocky has this line that's really, it's almost kind of like echoing a superhero movie of like, I think we're just becoming regular people. And <laughs> Apollo's like, that's easy for you to say, man. Like, you got to be Rocky. Like, what's my legacy? My legacy is like got whooped by Rocky, fumbled the bag, did it again, and then trained Rocky. And now like people aren't asking for my autographs anymore. And like I was Apollo Creed. Like I meant something to like my culture and this country. And like I don't have that anymore. And like, yeah, you can like be all comfortable with your robot because you have your perfect arc. But what about me? And like I really it resonates to me. Yeah. And like. Because like a, we don't we don't see as much about Rock, but I'm going to assume Apollo also didn't have a super cushy easy life before the events of Rocky. Sure, uh, yeah, he probably had to fight twice as hard to get to where he's at. Yeah, and then to lose it in a way that Rocky never really had to deal with. Right, like because he doesn't get like there is no comeback Apollo movie. Right. And there's a tragedy to to his arc in this. I think. Yeah, I mean he's still rich. Yes, which. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. you know, Rocky, and he <laughs> loses all of that. Uh, in some but, way, he seemed a little more on top of uh, that aspect of his life. But, right. You know, well, because we he was like he was much more of a businessman than Rocky was. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I but, think that's a that's part not... of why there's there's a little bit of of like sort of like Apollo was sort of like he was in a little he was a little more in his own head and a little more cerebral about everything, and he mm-hmm. could. You know, he could see something and think about it and it could eat him up and he couldn't let it go. Whereas right. Rocky, for the most part, like it's water off a duck's back. Like he's, right. you know, he's living his life and when he's motivated, he's motivated. But, you know, seeing Ivan Dragov on TV didn't make him go like, oh, I'm going to think about my life's journey. Right. Right. It's yeah, so cause... interesting. They are both undone by their own gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Rocky's simplicity and his naivete and his like, I'm not gonna think about any of that's he's like Goku. Like that yes. doesn't work it doesn't work out in the real world. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, oh shit, I, I spent how much money in nineteen eighty nine? Whoops. Right. right. Yeah. But uh uh but like yeah, I mean but but in terms of yeah, like Apollo still has all this money, but he doesn't have meaning anymore well yeah he he, have, he he compares oh please yeah he doesn't have uh like he said he doesn't really have a legacy you know mm. um and and this gives him the opportunity to be like look i'm not gonna have a career again and that's okay i know i'm 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 you know beyond that but i can fight this russian and i can yeah. i can i can stand for, for something uncle sam yeah i can do it for uncle sam you know um, and I can I can be a hero from another 
perspective. And mm. I see his point. Like, I, I see why he would want to do that as, like, one last hurrah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but the he thing refers... is, he had just proven in Rocky Three that he could have another path in life. You know, right. he can be a trainer. He could train right. champions. Right. Could have a whole other career that go last into his 60s and 70s. Yep. Yep. He uh, he refers to he and Rocky as warriors. And like, like what 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 are we when we don't have a fight to like work towards? Like what what gives you like Scott said, like what gives our life meeting besides like, you know, playing with the dogs in the pool? Like, what am I supposed to do until I I die? Right. Raise your son. And he's, and he, and he's only like thirty eight, you know. Like, he's, like, what am I going to do until I die? And, I, and my answer is just like, I don't know, man. We got a, we got a lot, a lot of living to do. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, very, very grateful, you know, as of this recording, to have both, you know, Stallone and Carl Weathers still healthy and, and with us in twenty twenty two. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um. And before we know it, uh, it's showtime. We have uh, an absolute farce of a fight press conference. Well, yep. I mean, there was, you know, you want to you want to sell the, you want to sell the fight like those all those fight conferences. Like you want somebody to make a show of it, get the press excited about it, get them angry about it, something about that. Get people in the street being like, "Hey, you're gonna watch the the you know uh, Apollo beat the crap out of this Russian guy? Yeah, let's watch that. It's gonna be great." You see the way they yeah. talk to each other. Can you believe what he said about Apollo? Yeah, screw that guy. Let's watch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the point. There's this great, there's this great moment where Apollo is like, "Man, I'm gonna beat you so bad. You're gonna, you know." Blah, blah. And then as he gets off the stage, he's like, "Hey, Rocky, how was that?" And Rocky was like, yeah. it, was, "It was good. No, it was a little loud, but it was good. <laughs> it was a little loud, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah." But this, but this is this is the start of like, you know, showing that Ivan Drago is on a different level. Because this isn't yeah. about showmanship for him. This is about no. pride in his country and and how he's like become this poster child uh, and how he's like, I, I'm a representation. I don't get to like have flaws. I don't I don't this isn't about I'm showmanship a, to me. I'm on a pedestal. Yeah. And so it becomes this sort of like embarrassing display from a certain perspective where it's like if if the other person isn't playing the game, then it, yeah. it's kind of embarrassing. You know, yeah, that, that you're doing this um, kind of makes you look like an ass. Right. And it's it's sort of uh, yeah, it's I, I would say it's the first time that um, Ivan Drago beats Apollo Creed um, is at that <laughs> press conference. It it almost has elements of the uh, the Clubber Lang fight from, you know, it like the echoing of like Mickey seeing far from like the, from the beginning, like, oh, like Clubber Lang is in this for a very different reason than Rocky. Mm-hmm. He's fighting for something else. Rocky can't win this fight because he doesn't have the same fighting spirit that Clever Lang does. And we see in this fight, oh, they like, you know, they really, the movie really paints in broad strokes. Like Apollo is not taking this fight seriously. No. Um, despite it being his like last shot at like feeling like a warrior, he's like, ah, it's, it's an exhibition. It's gonna, nothing's going to go wrong. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, also, it's also the difference between, and, and, you know, this happens a lot where it's the difference between a a a professional boxer and like a boxer who like boxes in the Olympics which is just like it's a different th- they like they're not 
they're not there to be entertainment, you know, like they're there for different, very different reasons. It's like a, it's like, it's like a, or uh, I guess a better analogy would almost be like, like an Olympic wrestler and a pro wrestler where it's like, those are, those are very different things, (laughs) you know? Like, well, that's not that's not a very good one to one representation, um, because like the because a professional boxer as opposed to a professional wrestler is actually having in his career 50 to 70 fights where he's punching to knock someone unconscious. Whereas in the Olympics, you wear headgear and you wear lighter gloves and they you generally they don't want you to knock anybody out. And it's very rare to see a knockout in Olympic boxing. Um, it's yeah. very much a point match. Um, so it doesn't quite match up the same way. <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean more like, I guess, like mentally in terms of like, it, it, they you know, they're going to take it a lot more seriously than someone who's yeah. there to like be entertainment, you know, make the money, know that he's that he's playing a part. No, nobody in the Olympics is like, I'm going to be the heel this time. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to go it's back to uh, the camp and work the bag and spar and train right. and get better. Right. You know, it, there are so many, like, watching this, it, it's a fantasy. Because, like, if you start to look at it through any kind of filter of, like, how are the Russians not informed of, like, the, what Apollo's people thought the fight was? Or how was Apollo not communicated of, like, no, like, he actually wants to kill you. And it's, like, it, it's <sighs> interesting to go back into the to the Creed movies where it starts to enter. We start to go back down to Earth where the fighters, it starts to feel more like a real boxing world than this is, like... Okay, like I'm just going to accept that. Like they never, they, they, you know, Drago is completely surprised by everything once he steps into the ring. Like the James Brown of it all, and it's like, yeah, the idea of like him never learning about any of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not the sort of spectacle that he's used to. You know, he's probably never been on a ring that comes up into the middle of a casino. That was uh, also yeah. um, uh, Dolph Lundgren's first day on set. Um, wow, and so. All of that, all of his reactions, he like talks about how like that's just 100% genuine. I've never been on a movie before. <laughs> that was just this Swiss kid being like, what have I gotten myself into? What is this? <laughs> is that Shock and awe. Which it makes sense that most of the Rocky movies, they start shooting with the fight because you do all yeah. your training early on. And so, you you know, let's do all the shirtless yeah. scenes at the beginning. Yeah. And then Get that way the we, way. Can, like, we can loosen up on our training and all of that. Through yeah. the rest of the the rest of the shoot because it doesn't matter as much because we're wearing clothes, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't need to um, glisten quite so much, right? Big fan of the living in America scene. It's so good, just peak Apollo. It's, yeah, it ugh. it's 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 good and it's fun, but it's also it it very well you know gets across like certain you know other, certain characters' discomfort and just being like this this might be a mistake, guys. Hey, yeah, he went out, a little too much. He went out doing what he loves, which is just yeah, gloating yeah. and being as American oh. as humanly possible. Uh, <laughs> you're you're right, Krista. Like... There's a great uh, there's a great close up of Adrian making eye contact with Rocky. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, what yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah. Rocky's like, uh... Oh, I want to shout out <laughs> easily the best ringside fit. Of the series so far, I'm in love with Rocky and Duke and Paulie's uh, Ralph Lauren like like training sweater. Hell oh, yeah, is that the boss sweater or 
Yeah, Hugh, yeah, Hugo Boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so just good. crisp. So good. Um, no, I, I, I love this whole the whole living in America. I love how long it takes. Like, like five the, the, minutes. Yeah, it's the, lo- the longer long. that it is, the like the more obnoxious it becomes, and the better <laughs> the scene that follows because of it. You know, immediately. Yeah. Um, you no, could I, almost I, kind I of all of that. Yeah, you almost kind of like relate to Drago a little bit of like I am gonna clean this dude's clock. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I I do wonder. Do you do you think Jack Nicholson watched Rocky this scene in Rocky Four and was like, I'm gonna use that when I play the Joker because there's a lot of like Apollo moves when he's like on the float at the end of Batman. Ah, that's true. <laughs> I haven't seen the 89 Batman in a long time. Um, Oh, man. Wow. A long time. It holds up. It's good. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Love it so much. Oh, man. And Uh, you're you're right, though, Scott, because I remember watching this as a kid, you know, like when it would be on AMC and whatever, and like remembering the the, uh, uh, drink tonic or whatever, the the shot and the kick of like, Mm -hmm. this is great. Apollo Creed's all. Oh, my God. He's getting brutally pummeled to death in front of me yeah yeah uh, he's twitching oh dear god he's twitching <laughs> yeah um i think my heart breaks the most for duke mm-hmm. in this scene yeah. because like we kind of talked about exactly like he has seen this he knew this day was coming and has been trying to prevent it from happening since the yeah. first rocky and he's finally like powerless to stop it yeah 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 um and we do, uh, we get a moment where, and I guess uh, kind of worthy to talk about going into Creed. Uh, uh, Apollo is like, Rocky, Stallion, do not stop this fight. Whatever you do, don't stop the fight. Like, oh, man. And then, you know, like he's like, Duke is like, throw in the damn towel. And he has yeah. a moment where he could have stopped it like a half second sooner. And like, would it have made a difference? Who knows? I think the brain damage Maybe. was done. It, I really do. It, it um, yeah, I mean, well, Rocky should have thrown in the towel. He's not the only one who could have thrown in the towel. The ref should have stopped the fight. The yeah. doctors could have stopped. There were like five flipping people, uh, never mind Apollo himself, who could have said, stop it. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. any time. Um, and uh, But yeah, like, you know, it. it um, this is uh, a thing that happens in boxing. It happens a couple of times every year. Usually not a result of the action in the first and second round. Um, that's significant. Mm-hmm. Most fights, it, it, it's usually a result of multiple knockdowns throughout a long fight where you get concussed early, like on one of those knockdowns, but you get back up on the seven or eight count and they're like, yeah, let's keep going. You're fine. You're fine. And then they compound the concussion, get knocked down again, get back up finally get knocked out on the third like knockdown and then they just never wake up uh-huh wow. scott is there any significant changes stylistically or otherwise in the in the stallone cut um if i you know it's hard to tell on a blow by blow uh basis but like it is just like thematically um, I'm trying to think. Okay, so in, early in the in the first round, they 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 don't let um they don't let Drago uh hit Apollo for a while, right? They like yeah, they like hold him, him. kind of chase and yeah, right. Yeah. 
so so yeah so that that happens um and but like i think in the theatrical cut it's like once they let him loose apollo like doesn't get another hit in um Hmm. and it's just like he's just murdered uh and uh in this version he does like keep sort of getting up and there's like small pauses where you can tell he's like they're like focusing in on him and he's trying to like like you could see the machinations in his mind where he's trying to like do i keep going i have to keep going right and then like going in again um and he does get a couple of more hits in as like his desperation hits like where he's like oh this is bad like this is really bad um but like yeah and then he goes down and he's and he's twitching so like i i don't think it's 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 actually more brutal that he like fights back a little i think in the yeah in the rocky versus drago cut because it's like oh buddy oh no oh no (laughs) you're coached enough to throw a punch you should have just stopped Yeah. yeah that's great i really i appreciate that because i think it i find it so interesting what you said that that cut was directly inspired by the process of making the Creed movies. Yes. And, you know, Rocky four is, yeah. Like Rocky four is no longer just like the goofiest Rocky movie where he ends the cold war. It's still that. Yeah. Yeah. But it is also now like the birth of Creed and how we get Adonis. And like, yeah, those movies are very like not campy at all. Right. Um, and so he's like, he goes back in. It's like, how do I now make this flow clearly to where it's not as jarring that these one sprang from the other? Right, right. Yeah. And that's absolutely what happens. And it is so much. It's almost in the theatrical cut, right? If it wasn't for the twitching, it's yeah. almost it's almost funny what happens because it happens so fast, right? Yeah. And it happens right after. So- the, the 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 living in America that you're just like oh, oh like Jesus Christ fuck around and find out meme yeah yeah it's very right. much it's very much that whereas this is just like oh he doesn't know what he just walked into and now he's mm. like scrambling yeah. to survive and he doesn't um yeah. and it's it's so much more brutal and sad and tragic than it was in the theatrical cut. Um, where it really wow. does feel like a sucker punch in the theatrical. Interesting. Cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you could almost do a comedy edit where like mid living in America, you just cut to like the end of the fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you're whoa, probably whoa, whoa, wondering whoa, whoa, how I got here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a creed goes down. There's like this. <laughs> You're probably wondering. He's like twitching on the ground. You're probably wondering <laughs> how I got here. And then you, and then you cut to him Rewind. doing living in America. And then, and then he says, and then he says, okay. I deserved it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I probably deserve I... this. <laughs> I can see how this is kind of like waving red in front of a bull for <laughs> yeah. eight minutes. Red, white, uh, and blue. red, white, and blue. Right. Oh boy. So yeah, and it's kind of dis- it's really disorient. It's kind of unsettling almost as like Drago is being interviewed by a reporter as like Rocky and everyone are like you know clinging to Apollo and like oh yeah. god and you know that's where where we get if he dies he dies. Yeah. Um, insane to think about this happening in like a real sporting event. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of a similar incident. I, yeah. But that's yeah, the thing. It's like never. it they 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 all sign waivers so that, that if they accidentally there murder is, each other there is a, well and it's not murder. It's there's the assumption right. of risk. You cannot be charged right. with murder or manslaughter. 
Well, that's what I mean. I don't mean. I don't. Yeah. I don't mean. I don't mean legal murder, Chris. I mean. I, 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 I use my fist to kill you. That is murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very quickly, we get uh, Apollo's funeral, and uh, Rocky off camera like schedules a rematch that will take place on December twenty fifth uh, in Russia. And that scene was interesting too because we get Brigitte Nelson. Uh, being like, why are you villainizing my husband? Like, why is the fire in Russia? And she's like, because I'm fearful for his life. Like, he, <laughs> we're, we're getting death threats. And it's like, man, like, it's being, I can see it from her perspective, but it's kind of like another tonal weirdness part of the movie of like, wait, like, how serious should we be taking, like, what what world does this movie take place in? Because right. like in a more over the top universe. I'm not really worried if like a character, you know, I don't know. Yeah. What, yeah. What well, Scott, I mean, you know, the greatest fighter in the world can get shot. Mm-hmm. It's right. um that, that scene is not in the, the reality. Mm. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it just cuts to the funeral and then it's the funeral. And then, uh, uh, and then him going to the boxing commission and giving away his title because they won't let yep. him fight. Um, yeah, and then uh, uh, Adrian comes home and there's a bunch of press and she's like, what the hell's going on? And yeah. then goes in and she's like, did you are you are going to do you're going to do the fight? What the hell are you doing? And then that's when they have that conversation. So it's like very it's like a lot drier, I guess, you yeah, know, yeah, in terms yeah. of like, again, he was like he, they, he took out everything that distracted from the overall theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and like exactly where you're like, you got stuck in this moment of like, wait, am I supposed to feel bad for them? Like, like what, what? Like he just pulled it out. He just lifted it out. You know? uh, there's yeah. that weird moment where, where Paulie's like, um, I'll, 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 I'll sock it to you, Mr. Russian guy. Like it's Ugh. like, yeah. Uh, I'm the unsilent him, majority. Like, yeah. Yeah. But. Like and, and then in theatrical we do get the uh you know the classic Rocky Adrian stairwell argument, mm-hmm. um, where now in this version of the movie this is the first time that the theme of like why can't you change is introduced right and without that earlier scene that you mentioned Scott it kind of seems like it's coming out of nowhere right and A bit, yeah and like yeah it, it also kind of feels derivative of the the like Rocky two right conflict that they had. Yep. It's why the movies start to feel so repetitive because they have these very sort of repetitive themes. I'm like, and that's the thing It's like, I, I kind of hope that he goes back and does the same kind of re-edit to Rocky three. Cause I think that there's probably something really, really interesting in there. Um, that mm. isn't such a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know Rambo got a cartoon. Rocky didn't get a cartoon, did it? No, Rocky didn't get a cartoon. Um, okay. Just Rambo. Uh, Insane. He, yeah. Um, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky almost Well, got... Rocky was in G.I. Joe, though. He trained the G.I. Joes. Uh, how to box. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. yeah. He didn't train them how to do G.I. Joe stuff, Chris. Just what he already knew how to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, I know. Well, like in the G.I. Joe <laughs> movies and stuff, like, you know, they, they have pro basketball players throwing grenades. It's It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and I find yeah so like that the Rocky Adrian scene unfortunately fell flat because I think that's like t- the most lines Talia Shire has in the whole movie right yeah um, 
And before we know it, because this movie is 90 minutes long. Oh, well, frickin' first, uh, Rocky needs to blow off some steam. Right. So he hops in his car and, yeah, does like a Lord-style supercut of (laughs) the franchise. last three movies. Yes. This, uh, (laughs) so this moment is still in the the other cut. I think it is re-edited, but. Wow. It is so funny because based on their conversation, and then the fact that he leaves and gets in the car, it seems like he's try- he's attempting to drive to Russia. Like that's <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't seem like he's blowing off steam until the montage ends and he's like talking to his kid about like leaving. Um, oh. it, it really does feel like, and now he's he's driving to Russia because it ends with him going down that tunnel, and I'm like, oh, it's the tunnel to Russia. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> The next shot is it pulling out of a tunnel, but it's snowing. Yeah. <laughs> There's like the Kremlin in the background. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it's an interesting choice because to play like a supercut of like all three movies and like not a little bit, but a good chunk of a each lot. movie. Yeah. It's like another five minutes. And yeah. It kind of just reinforces how far we've come and not always in a in the best way. Yeah. Yeah, um, but like, you, you, yeah. Go please. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't know you. Were. Or just like you know, you're seeing you're seeing like early Adrian and early Rocky and how the dingy apartment and the you know the ratty gym and you're like, oh man, those, those early movies are really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what's interesting though is in the context of past glory, the new the new uh, theme and like all of this the the new tone of this movie. Things this were better way back when. Yeah, it, this this play. Yeah, this plays more of just like, what have I become? Like, what is yeah. this? You know, like, I, how did I writing. get here? Like, why am I? <laughs> I'm about to go fight a Russian because my my dead best friend is gone. You know, like it was murdered by one. It's just, <laughs> it just it it very much plays more that way, uh, than just like reminiscing. Like it does mm-hmm. in the theatrical cut, it really feels like he's like, man, I don't, I don't know if I'm making the right decision, but it's the only decision I know how to make, you know? Right. You're kind of like like once in a lifetime. Like how how did I get here? Right. Like I think is this my beautiful kind of, car? <laughs> right. And, and like that's a song about being kind of middle aged and looking around and suddenly being like, oh, I am a completely different person than I was when I was like 25. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the craziest way, it kind of is another Rocky scene where I find myself relating to this larger than life character of like, wow, like, yeah, someday I'm going to be like 40. And I wonder, will the life I'm living now seem like totally different? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, all that being said, I now desperately want a tunnel to Russia in the next John Wick movie. Because <laughs> uh, if it's going to yeah, be anywhere. Loop. Yeah, if it's going to be anywhere. It'll be it'll be in John Wick. It'll be a, a hitman only. <laughs> let let Elon Russia. build a hyperloop in something. Yeah, uh, it'll be like Tom Bradley uh, on a wagon, and he's like eight coins, John. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John. It'll be John Wick. John Wick, uh, Chapter Open. Four, uh, uh, like Hades or something. <laughs> yeah, Hades. Yeah. Uh. And then, like, yeah, but, but then we're, uh, we're, the boys are packing to go into Russia. Polly doesn't want to go. And, uh, we get kind of a, another 
scene that echoes Rocky or like earlier Rocky movies. Uh, it's Rocky and Rocky Jr. And he's like, hey, you know, um, see ya. And Rocky Jr. is like, what's it like? <laughs> getting like punched in the head over and over. Like, how do you keep going? And he's like, you know, sometimes in life you got to go one more round than you think you're capable of. And like, that's what makes all the difference in life. And I kind of like, I clung to that moment because it kind of, it was like, oh, cool. It's like, it, it, it felt like a line from the old Rocky of this kind of like battered philosophy, you know? Yeah. And it's also, you know, again, in the context of the new edit, it's like thematically relevant to like what's about to happen where he's like, mm. I got to do this one last fight. Like, I didn't think I was gonna, I thought I was done, but like. I have to do this to get closure on on you know on this guy yeah and it's uh it's that, interesting I don't know yeah, it, that man can't man beat up unanswered yeah 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 so uh, two worlds collide we go to Moscow Paulie doesn't like it um <laughs> I don't they, like they it. go to the <laughs> I don't like a rock I love him it's, in the front seat so when they pull up to the cabin. He's in the front yeah. seat smoking a cigar, and he's just looking around <laughs> like a little kid. Uh, a Gadsden flag jacket. Yeah. <laughs> they better have my comics. God. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he's kind of like a teenager. He's like, uh, no, no, no TV, no room service. You know, oh, man, he would have been he would have been a really good uh, Jack Kirby if they had made like a like a movie about Stanley and <laughs> wow. Jack Kirby back in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, when he like trips over himself in the snow, it's like, man, what happened to you? Like, um, but you know, I don't know. I can kind of appreciate like sequel Polly because he, he does bring some levity to the movie, but it's also like, I don't know. I think back to how like his scene in Rocky one where he like loses it on Christmas morning and you're like, oh God, I'm watching a real guy like have a breakdown, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Rocky's going to be training in the cabin because he's like, yeah. I want to get away from it all. Right. Um, I've, I've learned from my mistakes in Rocky three. I'm not going to, you know, surround myself with a circus anymore. I'm going to just focus on the craft. Sure. And, uh, we get a cool scene where he, uh, brings, well, he, he brought Duke with them to Moscow. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, it's a great move. Cause it would have been so easy to be like, okay, all the Apollo characters are gone, but like, no, we're going to f- bring him into the fold. Duke yeah. is on team Rocky now. Yeah. And uh, they get a great scene where Duke's like, look, man, Apollo was like a son to me. And when he when he died, a part of me died. So if I help you, if I train with you, it's it'll be kind of like keeping his spirit alive. And that's what this fight's about. Yeah. And they hug it out. And it's like a cool arc for this character that's been around since the first movie, like in the background to now have like kind of a, a scene yeah. with him and Rocky. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It is good. It's it's then, good. It's also like Duke, you know, Duke is the one guy who didn't who never underestimated Rocky. He was the one guy right? who watched him on TV and was like, I don't know, uh Apollo this guy's Chill, like man. punching a bunch of meat. Um I I feel <laughs> like I feel like maybe we should be taking this guy seriously. Do you wanna, yeah, do you wanna come and yeah. see this? And Apollo's like, No, I got better, I got better things to do, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we uh, and then you know, Chris, you, you mentioned something uh, at the beginning of the episode where like this movie inspired inspires you sometimes to like go out for a run. Yep. And we get another scene that echoes the first Rocky in a weird way. Of uh, you know, he comes out of the cabin. It's dawn. It's snowing. He's by himself. Yeah. And he's 
back at square one, that first run that everyone has to take. Right. Of time to get back at it. Yep. 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 Uh, winning over the Russian countryside. Helping yes. them with some, you know, general tasks and yeah. uh, and farm labor. Yeah. Also, so, yes. Also, back Please. at it is is interesting because it's like he's having to like running in the snow is like a full leg lift every time you run. So like yeah. it's because you have to lift your entire leg out of the snow. Yeah, and and. And not you know never mind taking your leg all the way up and down out of the snow. Just operating in cold makes you burn way more calories. Yeah, like it it mm-hmm. is exhausting. Yeah. And so the arc, you know, so this is juxtaposed with Avon Drago's training yep. montage, and yeah. you know the the juxtaposition of Rocky Jeez. is like you said, Scott, like he's he's helping Russians on the countryside lifting wagons. He's training with wood and rock and body just weight the elements. But you know, whereas Drago is like state of the art. He's being monitored and like calculated and whatnot. So, yeah, he's getting his punches are measured. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I love all of Rocky's training. I love, I love you know his his uh, exercises, his running, his his driving grit, and like you know improvised weight stuff. Like that's all cool. One thing I do not love is they're like, so no sparring? And he's like, yeah, no sparring. I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> that's, you are you are five foot ten according to Google, but probably closer to five foot eight, which means that six foot five Ivan Dragov has like a seven to ten inch uh, reach advantage on you. That is insane. And and for anybody who doesn't know, your reach is effectively the same as your height. Like your arm span, like fingertip to fingertip is generally speaking the exact same as your height. Um, so when you talk about a seven to 10 inch reach difference, that's, you know, think about a big person's hand, big person's hand is only like five flipping inches. Uh, he needs to train with somebody with big reach. It's insane. It's insane. Well, and you raise a point, Chris, of like, so something that we've talked a a mainstay of the Rocky sequels have been the plan. Yeah. You know, what is Rocky going to do with his strategy this time? (laughs) <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what his plan is in this one. It's right. just like believe it himself. It's it's just getting in shape, which is good. That's nice. I, I'm you get in great shape, very well, effective. But I they don't they don't I don't know that they I don't know if they ever say this, but I I will say that I was I'm under the impression watching the Rocky versus Drago cut that his strategy is to be able to take as many punches as he can oh yeah no you're right Uh, i think that's in the theatrical cut as well okay of like i'm just good because there's a part in the fight where drago's like his his face is like iron yeah you know he is a piece of iron yeah yeah yes it's not unlike homer's strategy when he goes up against dredrick tatum in the simpsons (laughs) exactly right that that is one of the things that i hate that's one of the things that i don't like about the rocky movies is that that rocky has no defensive skills like at all he can't bob, uh-huh. he can't wave, he can't slip. Every once in a while, it'll happen. Like, I think in, in his fight with Ivan, there's like a moment where he does a little slipping, and it's like, why weren't you doing that the entire time? Because it's not cinematic, <laughs> I, Chris. Yes, it is. Uh, it could be very cinematic. Like, oh, my God. Like, there's, <laughs> a, there's a part in Rocky Three where he says, uh, Apollo says, like, Rocky, you fight great, but I'm a great fighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the kind of the in movie universe way of excusing like, yeah, like he yeah. he's never been the 
tactician that Apollo was. Right. Yeah, there is there is that. But at the same time, like, you know, he he's um, he's fought he's he's fought Apollo, uh, you know, first to stand still and then to to the win. And he's he's had these fights, but he's he's punched Apollo like as hard as he could. And it's, you know, he never had Apollo down the way that Drago did in a round and a half. So, right. like, seeing his friend who can take a punch, who is not a pushover, uh, is not a glass jaw, is a, like a, a proven and capable fighter, get killed in a round and a half. I would, he should have spent more time doing that rope drill and working the speed bag to do his bob and weave and slip and, and get under that and away from that reach. Because the idea of I can just keep taking punches from a guy who, you know, they make a point of showing him at the press thing being like 2,000 pounds, 1,800 pounds, <laughs> which that is a lot of force in a punch. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that's, a, that's a lot. That's, that's, I, that's still a lot. <laughs> I, I will say that I do not disagree with anything that you just said, Chris. Okay. Nothing. However, um, it it is... I, I think that it is, to me at least, pretty clear that Apollo didn't lose because Dol- because because Ivan Drago is just such a better boxer than him or has the reach or whatever. It's because he was old. He wasn't at the top of his game anymore, and he wasn't taking this seriously. That's the hmm. reason he lost. That's the reason that he got killed. Um, and, and, and while, like, yeah, I agree with everything that you said, he should be thinking though all of those things through but he's also quite a bit younger than uh that's than, fair than, that's than, fair than apollo um, he's, he's yeah. closer in age to to uh to ivan than apollo was that's yeah true. what i was what i was thinking is like well if 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 they did come to that conclusion of like oh rocky you have to spar with someone you need someone out there but like he's in the woods like who who's gonna he do that like, which his character partner with him it was like yeah. you gotta find somebody I, I, tall I was gonna say, what if what if they decided to use the Russians that are like chaperones? <laughs> wait, 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 did, did, uh, did, did, wait, wait. Does the theatrical cut not have the bit where they ask about the sparring partners? Oh no, uh, I don't the, think so. In the theatrical, there's a part where he says, "So no sparring," and then that's it. Oh, there's no Jesus. Okay, so in the in the <laughs> in the Rocky vs. Drago cut, when they arrive at the cabin, he's like, "I've got everything the way that you asked for it. You know, you've got this in the in the cabin. You've got this. You've got okay. that. You've got plenty of this stuff." And he's like, "And and then uh, Duke says, and the sparring partners." And he's like, "You never said anything about sparring partners." And he's like, "Yes, I did. It was clearly in the thing." He's like, "Well, <laughs> I don't work for you. I work for the Kremlin. The Kremlin said no sparring partners." And he's ah, like, that's, and then, and then, that's better. And then that's Rocky, and then Rocky is then like, it's not a, and then Rocky's like, guess we're doing this without sparring partners. And then that's, and wow. then that was, that's the start of the training montage. That, okay, that's, I like that change. That's a good change. Cause then it's not a matter of Rocky and his team being, frankly, stupid. It's, it's yeah. like, no, they're sabotaging you. They don't want you to win. Yes. Yeah. So now he's that doing matters. the best. That's good. He's doing the best he can with a bad situation. In They're this, making in him more of an underdog. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. And that that's good because that kind of makes because like you know <laughs> when when they all stand up and applaud him, it's like wait, wait where was the Kremlin this whole time? But <laughs> to show like oh they've been trying to sabotage him from the jump, but he earned their respect. You know? Right. Yeah. 
It's a little clearer. Yeah. So they, one they, do not, they do not stand up and applaud in this cut, though. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> very important. <laughs> uh, in the theatrical, they, they, in the theatrical cut, the 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 Politburo, the, the the officials don't stand and applaud, do they? It's yes, just they do. all the other Russians. Do they? Oh no, no, no! They do. They do. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. I was just so hyped up in the moment. I must have missed it. <laughs> So uh, one day Rocky is training. He has a weird beard at this point, and uh, been about a month. Hey, it's Adrian. The only, it's the is... only way he knows how to grow one. Yes. <laughs> if, I, uh, if I grew a Ad- beard, it would also be a weird beard. So yeah, what can yeah. you do? Yeah, I can't think of a Stallone movie where he has a beard. Actually, uh, he in some of the Samaritan? later stuff. Uh, he yeah, he's got he he gets like old man beard now. That he, Old man he, goatee, like in yeah. Expendables, did he? Yeah. yeah, he's got a yeah Barney Ross. He's got a beard in the um the, the documentary, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yes, the, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can picture. Yeah, he's yeah. got like scruff, kind of you know. Mm. So, uh, Adrian is waiting for him at the cabin. Adrian's like, it's this time of the movie, and Rocky's like, yeah, I guess it is. And uh, no, sh- no shit, immediately cut to hearts on fire. Yep. Yeah, montage to <laughs> montage. montage. Yep. Like 12 um, minutes of montage. In a 90-minute movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So something I, I noticed this time about the Hearts on Fire montage that I've never appreciated before is, uh, so as Rocky is running up a mountain to parallel him running up the steps of the, of the Philadelphia Museum, um, yeah. we, we cross-cut that with Avon Drago training, and the scientists keep raising the incline of the treadmill that he's on mercilessly. Yeah. Like yeah. higher, higher, and you know, uh, Drago is getting more and more like, like he's in pain, but yeah. he has to keep doing it. Cut to Rocky pushing himself, yeah, yep. to like climb up to this mountain. And Drago's montage ends with him like finally he breaking his limit and like you know collapsing. Whereas Rocky gets to like stand on top of the mountain and feel the exhilaration of I did it. I I'm I I, I beat my personal best. I'm at the top of the mountain. And I'm like oh that. That kind of has something to do with Rocky winning too. Is Drago doesn't ever feel that catharsis and like a, yeah. that champion spirit that yeah. Rocky is able to unlock. None of what he's doing is like sort of it, it, so much of what he's doing is sort of the system pushing him along, and mm-hmm. he's you know he's being propelled into this, and it's not his own personal drive, his own personal ambition. He's just kind of you know maybe it was in the beginning, but. You know, he won too much. He got too much into the system and he became a product of the system. And now the system is like, okay, you keep going, monkey. Yeah. Mm. Do you have to you have to do this for Russia um, or for the for the for the Soviet Union? And and it it is so much clearer in the fight in the in the reedit because Stallone does this really interesting thing with the edit where he found all of these shots of. Um, early, early or or later versions, like as 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 uh, Dolph Lundgren was getting sort of like more tired with the with the mm-hmm. you know takes and things, he was yeah. sort of breaking down a little bit more and like becoming a little more human and not such a robot. And so he, as as the fight progresses, Stallone starts lacing those in. So that he becomes more human by the end, where it's like literally oh. Rocky broke the robot. And like, yeah. it turned him into a human. He chipped away at the wall and released yeah. the human inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's literally that's like what happens. And but it's but it's done in this perspective of like 
Dolph Lundgren's like, this guy is like fighting, and he's he doesn't have like a country on his back, and he's fighting like a goddamn beast, and I can't I can't stop this thing. And I have I'm not fighting for anything. I'm just fighting because they are making me fight. Like he's like a like yeah. an animal in a dog fight, you know? Yeah. Um where where neither dog has any like meat like meat in the game. They're just being told to fight. But Rocky yeah. does. Rocky's like the dog that is like, No, I wanna fight. Put me in, you know? Mm. Um I'm not and, trapped in here with you. <laughs> and he's just Yeah, yeah. And he's just realizing this over the course of the fight. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, they're not not all Americans are like uh, like Apollo Creed. This is this is brutal. This is this is rough. And then when he like attacks his trainer and like yeah, you know, holds him up and throws throws him aside. That's like the moment of like, no, this man has earned my respect. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm gonna fight him like a man. And it's like yeah. it's such a good moment in in that yeah. in that edit because of the way that he like subtly laced in these little like emotive moments for uh, Ivan Drago throughout the course of the fight. It's really good. Yeah, he's been listening yeah. to his his handlers say like, "Oh, this small weak, you know, this this weak inferior American like throughout the whole thing." And like all all of the trash talk that like his wife and and his and his handlers are doing for him. You kind of I don't know, like the way that it, uh, that London plays it, it it seems like he's uncomfortable with the whole thing. Yeah, like he he's not into it. He's like, I yeah. don't want to talk about this, and I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think in both, even in the theatrical cut, I think you know Lundgren's intelligence as a performer shines through, mm-hmm. and like I think you know there's a reason that audiences so readily accepted Creed two being like going back to the Drago character because I think living with this movie over the decades you come back and you're like, there's a lot going on under the hood of this character. Uh-huh. Definitely. Like he has a, a pathos to him. And like the moment where he's like, yo, I'm doing it for me. You're like, Oh, what's this about? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's just like, cause you gotta, you gotta realize like all these, like he's a little shrimp, like blah, blah, blah. And he, meanwhile, he's seven rounds in with these guys, with this guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, fuck you. You go fucking fight him then. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Like you look at my bald, goddamn pudgy Politburo member. You're like, shut yeah. up. <laughs> it's yeah. not that easy. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> and you know, there's this kind of um I never thought about this. So like, you know, you know, the the fight ends, uh Rocky wins, and he gets the the speech that, you know, in the theatrical cut is mostly meaningless. <sighs> yeah. Like, if I can because it's most okay, so in the text it, it's like the crowd, he was able to win the crowd over. And he was like, I know you guys hated me. And now through my athleticism and spirit, you are cheering for me. Mm-hmm. And that has warmed me up to you because you were hostile to me. But now you're cheering for me. And so, but it's like, well, Rocky was never being like, I hate those communists. I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> right. no. these guys, right. was, yeah. you know, right. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Like Instead, Rocky doesn't what change speech- really. Yeah, instead what the speech becomes is, like I said, about the whole Apollo thing, but also he's talking to Ivan. And, you know, in, yes. in, in a way where he's like, he's like, look, we fought and we both gave each other hell, but like, look how much you changed over the course of this fight. Look at how your outlook of me has changed. Like, we can all yeah. change, you know? I and like, see that. And and we need to, you know what I mean? And that's, it's such a more like 
quieter i mean it's still a speech but it's like it feels like a quieter more emotional thing and more specific moment than i'm gonna single-handedly end the cold war because i kicked this russian's ass you know yeah yeah and it's it's kind of like one athlete talking to another and kind of echoes like the apollo right rocky stuff from from earlier yeah and there is this line in the in the in the speech where he's like, you know, but I guess two guys beating the hell out of each other is better than twenty million. And like that line, I thought of that line when when it was like, oh man, like what are like Drago's dilemma of like, wait, why am I fighting? Mm-hmm. Why it's my body, and these men up in their podiums are telling me that I'm letting Russia down when I am bleeding for my for my country. And what are they doing? Right and it just kind of was like, oh, that's that's there is a kernel of something interesting in there. But I don't I don't know if the movie ever fully explores it. Yeah. I, and I think it's mostly a tone thing because I think tonally it works a lot better in the re-edit. It really does. Um, hmm. It's just not it just doesn't play as cheesy. It plays more. It has so much more emotionality to it than in the yeah. theatrical cut. Yeah, I'm hmm. really I'm really interested to see the, uh, the re-edit because when. You know, as much as I was enjoying the, re- as much as I enjoy the rest of the movie, when it comes time for his speech at the end, I, I kind of check out. Like I always yeah. have. Like when I hear it, I'm like, what? It, it, it feels kind of out of left field. Like it doesn't yeah. fit, and it yeah. seems weird because, because as much as you know, Apollo was like America, and as much as Ivan's camp was Russia, Rocky himself was never like, I gotta do this for Uncle Sam. Never. Right. It was right. never a part of what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, like what dynamic change does Rocky go through in in the theatrical cut, you know? Right. Like even right. in the training, he doesn't adopt a new way of fighting like he does in Rocky 3. Right. Where he has to kind of reinvent himself. He just he just lifts a bunch of rocks. Right. <laughs> he just lifts a bunch of rocks. <laughs> really awesome um, ad. That's not how the force works. Um <laughs> <laughs> His midichlorians are off the charts. <laughs> but uh but yeah this movie does end with rocky on top of the world literally and figuratively yeah. mm-hmm. the and, superpower uh, yeah i uh and we'll and we'll check back in with him five years later in wow. 1990 yep indeed it's a long time indeed it's a long time in 80s sequels that's for sure yeah mm-hmm. um but uh anyway post batman world so i definitely think i'm going to be watching this movie for the rest of my life Uh um but yeah like i I think taken on its own or you know looking at it as part of the saga there's definitely some like i'm i I think stallone may had right instincts correct instincts going into rocky five you know Mm -hmm. i think so too um i'm gonna be i don't know a lot about the production of that one. So I'm going to be really curious reading up on that one and studying Tommy Gunn, everything yeah, with, with that particular one. But I stuff. Yeah. But I do think it's uh, I think it's an underrated movie. I do. Um, overall, I uh, you know, I'm not going to defend Tommy Gunn, but <laughs> what he represents, I think is interesting. Um, uh, it's just that, you know, maybe hire an actor next time. Um, Anyway, interesting life. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, it's been great having you on. Any closing thoughts on Rocky Four or the Italian Stallion in general? Oh man, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I, I definitely want to see that uh, the re-edit. That that sounds really interesting, and uh, you know, I look forward to. Yeah, like you said, I'm gonna be watching these. You know, I'm gonna be watching these movies till I'm old and dead. <laughs> great. It's good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Scott, any any closing thoughts on on Rocky Four? I'm never going to watch the theatrical cut again. Um, you know, I might watch the robot scenes for fun on YouTube, like some <laughs> montage of it, like like uh, like the 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 Rocky robot fan cam or something, <laughs> um, uh, which I'm sure exists. Um, Is there a physical release of the the Stallone cut? No, not yet, because I assume they're they're waiting Save to it put for it on a. Box a set. Yeah, on a 4K box set is what my guess is. Um, it, it, I bet you the, that 4K box set is due to come out like shortly after or in conjunction with Creed Three. That would be my uh, that guess. makes the most either, sense. Either in theaters or when it is released on home video, um, maybe mm. they'll come out with like a box set yeah. with the whole the whole the whole Ooh. deal. Yeah. Well, then I will I think... hold my wallet. <laughs> I think there was a brief theatrical run for for it was, Rocky versus it, Yeah, Vega. it was a um uh a uh, Fathom event. Fathom event, yeah. I almost said if I o- I always almost say Fandango event and I'm like no that's not <laughs> not that's the like same thing. Close. Yeah. yeah. It's not the same thing. Also no one uses that anymore, but um yeah. <laughs> well, listeners, uh we'll be back next week with Rocky 5, but in the meantime, uh, you know, if I can change <laughs> and if Scott can change and if Chris can change, then uh, you can change and anybody can change. Uh-huh. We can all change. Ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. Ding. <laughs>